0: Well, hello, welcome to Leesburg Talk Podcast. Hello. At the table today we have Sammy, hey Courtney, hey Grady, hey, and myself. How's everybody doing today?
1: Pretty good.
2: Wonderful. It's great. It's
0: great. It's a great day. Uh, we are we are starting up. You know, summer's kicked in and so we're not as regular as we have been. And, and, and here's we didn't talk about this before the before the episode, but we might be a little sporadic throughout the rest of the <laughs> summer. Uh, as we, I guess, we'll gear up our second year. Start our second year in August, and so we might have a, a few less than normal throughout the rest of the summer. That's all right. Sporadic, sporadic. sporadic. I like.
2: Sporadic. We'll have to keep you.
0: We'll have to keep you guessing. We you started ever,
3: this in August,
0: September, I think. Yeah, it's almost a year. Huh. Wow. Almost a year podcast, I think. Anyway. And we're know. still doing it. Still doing it. And still, I think uh, you know. At least my understanding is people are still listening. I see the stats on welcome on our, on our podcast. Yeah, And So people are downloading and listening, and that's cool. That's good. Um, we uh, we just came out of the weekend, uh, a special weekend, a cool weekend, really. Before cool. we kind of recap that and talk about some some further uh, uh things with that, I, I do want to say next Thursday or in two Thursdays from now we will have a. Uh, our last middle school, high school trip, we're going to be taking a group to Kings Island.
2: What's it, the date for that? Uh, that 25th. The 25th. 25th. 25th.
0: That's right. Yeah, July, July 25th. July the 25th. And so, uh, if you want to sign up for that, you can do that by going to the events page on our website, leesburg.cc. Uh, you can find the events page and sign up there. And... Uh, that's cool. We'll need not only a registration to let you know where go- you're going, but also the medical release form as well. Um, because it's dangerous. Because it's dangerous. We're going to be riding the beast.
2: That I like dangerous. the beastie.
0: <laughs> the beastie?
2: <laughs>
3: the beast is dangerous for old people. I'm telling you, the,
2: every you ride, ride it is it. dangerous for
3: me. It just hurts. I
0: hold bags. <laughs> I don't ride yeah.
2: either. I rode the beast 12 times in a row one time. Oh, wow. because you're a beast.
3: Was that when it was new? Mm-hmm. It gives me. I can't it rattles. It
2: I... rattles your cage.
3: Yeah.
2: That's what happened to him. It's
1: called
2: the beach. I need to go to the chiropractor had, when I get. Done. If, you had, <laughs> if you have dentures, it's not a good ride to be on. You <laughs> no. will lose them. I lost my teeth. <laughs> you lost my teeth? Well, where how'd you do that on the beach? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
0: Twelve times in a row. Uh, mm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We had a really cool weekend this weekend. We did. Really neat weekend. Sammy, talk to us about the the overall theme of the weekend.
2: Well, we had, uh, so far this summer, we had two mission trips. We had a local domestic mission trip that happened in uh, eastern Kentucky, uh, which we've been doing the last few years uh, through a couple of different organizations. Uh, Took 20-some people uh, down to Leslie County area and uh, did a work week. Uh, with kids and projects and so forth and then on the heels of that uh, we just got back from Costa Rica doing an international trip we had 22 people that went which was really neat to have almost 50 people involved in doing some type of a mission trip or mission work so this weekend was the weekend in which we kind of show what that was all about we had testimonies from our people that went on those trips Uh, we had uh, We had the visual aid of pictures that uh, displayed kind of some of the projects that were going on, and it was really good. I think it uh, obviously it changed the people's lives that went on the trips, which it always does. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. I had the privilege of going to Costa Rica, of course, and um, we had a couple of young people that uh, didn't really know if they wanted to go on that trip and kind of whined and moaned to their parents about going. And then when we left, they cried that they had to come home. Yeah. They really fell in love with the uh, work and the ministry and the emotion of it because you know it's always emotional. Yeah. You get attached to uh, the situation, so it was really good. It was it was a wonderful experience, even for myself. It kind of helped me get realigned in my thinking, and and that's always a good thing to do. Kind of do a reflection of what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. We saw a lot of crazy stuff, you know. You always do, especially on an international trip. Domestic-wise, on our one that went to Eastern Kentucky, I think that you just are reminded of how privileged you are here, mm-hmm. because that's so close, it's only you know less than two hours away. Yeah. Uh, and we have some of the poorest uh, counties in our nation we are very close to us. So we ministered to them the last couple of years and it's been very rewarding. But uh, when we went to Costa Rica, of course, we went to San Jose and um, it's about, Costa Rica is about the size of West Virginia has 5 million people, 3 million of them live in San Jose, and um, 2.9999 million of them are in poverty. I mean, it's just unbelievable how how terrible the conditions that they have there. But um, we were able to do a lot of great things, and if you want to, we can talk a little bit about that. But,
0: you know, I've always thought, and correct me if you need to, I've always thought that short-term mission trips were – probably more beneficial for the person going.
2: Uh, absolutely. Than the, yeah, than it, it, there, it, it is. There's an eternal investment in where, where, what, the work right. that you're doing, for sure. I mean, we made an impact. There's no doubt about that. So a lot of seeds did a lot of good things. But the reality is, is that it's more beneficial for the people that are actually going. Why do you think that is?
0: Grady, uh, uh, Courtney, have you all ever been on a mission trip?
1: I would consider what I did last summer as a mission trip technically because I just traveled to different cities for ten weeks. that's like yeah. a mission trip, but I got paid to do it, but I consider it as a mission trip to myself because yeah. I was just basically sharing the gospel to kids every single day. yeah, I called it a mission trip yeah. and it, yeah. it doesn't matter mission trips are mission trips yeah, so that's right. yeah. I would consider that one.
0: That's right yeah
3: mm-hmm. yeah oh, uh, I've done like I've had like one short trip, but mostly my History with missions is just like working for forget camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that
0: I, you know, i grown up in, in high school in, in a youth group, in, a, in an active youth group, and, and then when I was a youth minister, we always did uh, youth mission trips. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest benefits, I think, to those trips was not necessarily what you did while there is eternal value there. No, it was more about getting out of your, your normal, getting yeah. out of your zone, getting away from your your cell phones and uh, Facebook and and just really being shaken up a little bit. And I think yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the
2: perks of Well, I thing. know I can speak for our team. You know, we really came together as a as a group and had a we'll we'll forever have a bond yeah. because of that experience. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was really refreshing for me to see our young people from our, our church family that were involved because they were, you know, I, I've always been concerned that we're not bringing them into that mindset of reaching out and, you know, everybody's so self-absorbed today, but those, those young people really gave of themselves, and I, it was good for them. It was a great experience for them.
0: Was it Joni this past weekend, Joni Hyder that made the coolest comment? She said something about uh, comparing youth and adults
2: Mm. did you catch that what uh, was that i,
0: I
3: don't that. know if it was Can't cool remember. but you oh, I, th- like
0: I, th- I thought it was awesome she made some type of a comment like she
2: she made the comment that youth are usually easier to yeah. deal with on oh, a trip she, like yeah. that yeah. than uh, adults yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. that
3: they complain less yeah
2: and yeah work harder yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what she said yeah,
0: yeah i
1: was it. like,
2: yeah, you way like, go, like John. oh wow <laughs> yeah i saw those kids really, really really physically work hard to try to help the church we were working with along with all the kids and other projects that we had and yeah. it was special yeah. you know it was really special yeah. people came out of their shell and did some things on that trip that I honestly don't know if they would ever be willing to do it at the church yeah, yeah. you know yeah. What I mean it's kind of a weird thing yeah um but you know I was privileged we had um we had devotional times together in morning and at night and um that was really bonding because we talked about what we were learning through that experience and you know when you see extreme poverty and you know we dealt with um, families that uh, literally had nothing and one case we walked into a home for example I'll give you one we walked into a home and um, uh, there were three kids there the oldest one was 15 the other two were very small mom was dying of cancer there's no medical treatment. They had chickens running around in this little hut of a thing that they were in. And the little girl was two years old, just adorable and beautiful little child. And her mom's dying, you know. And we were asking through the translator with the 15-year-old, what was you know? W- what are you all going to do? And they think they're going to all be separated and maybe never see each other again. They don't know what, what's going to happen to them. And you just want to pick those kids up and bring them home with right. you, you know, especially that little girl looked up at me. And I just, Tommy Whitaker and I just started bawling. I mean, it was just like, he left, he had to walk outside, you know, and it was it was just really emotional. Yeah. It's hard to look at that stuff because you can't, I told him when I got outside, I said, you know, I feel like I'm at the top of a huge valley with a wheelbarrow of do- dirt and told to fill it. Uh-huh. That's what you feel like. You're so overwhelmed. Yeah. You, you can't. There's no way you can fix this. Yeah. There's nothing you can do to fix this yeah. except give them hope beyond it. And that's what we were trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: you know, uh, so, so about 50 people went on short-term mission trips from Leesburg this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to kind of shift a little bit in our talking because, you know, not everyone was able to go to Costa Rica or go to Eastern Kentucky on a mission trip, but there's still missional things that we can do or, or uh, mission-minded things that we can do here.
2: You know, John, the last two nights I was there when I, I did the the, the evening uh, devotional each night, and the last two nights I was there, I spent uh, a, all the time kind of debriefing everybody about coming back yeah. because I said, you know, uh, this is the prep for your mindset of going back to another mission field yeah. because we're all going to go to one, whether it's your school, whether it's at home, whether it's your community, whether it's what, wherever you go, and it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's not an excursion. It's a lifestyle, mm-hmm. and if you can maintain that, that same intensity and your urgency with your lifestyle, then we can make a huge impact when we go back home. Yeah. So what's that look like?
0: What are some of those ways that we could be mission-minded –
2: Uh, here, like
0: now, like in our lifestyle and the way we live, what are some things that we can look for or or value so that we can be mission-minded?
2: Anybody else? I can jump, but I'll let somebody else talk.
1: I mean, when looking at the backpack ministry that you guys have, looking at the clothing closet, if you have stuff, that's another way to do a mission mindset. If you're not going to use it, just take it, give it away. At my home church, we do this thing called Across Street Ministries. We, um, across from our church is a trailer park where my grandma used to live. There's a really lot of impoverished people and mostly Hispanic people. So, what we do over the summer is like do like VBS for them every single Tuesday. And we pack them lunch and all that. And just people, there's so many of people there that are just like don't have, can't afford dinner for the next day or afford lunch for their kids or just anything. They're just basically paying rent just to get as much as they can. And our church would just help them out with like, Kids getting a couple Christmas gifts or summer school. They can't afford school supplies. Just so many things you can do, and that's what churches can do. But just think about what you don't need. What you need to give up that you're not using, give it to the church, and the church can use it that way. And you're basically passing it on from there.
2: One of the ways that I shared with the people when I was debriefing them, so to speak, about coming back was, is that when you go on a designated mission trip, you have a mindset. Okay. It's, it's strange how by human nature we do this. You have a mindset. You look at everybody eternally yeah. mm-hmm. in a mission trip. And what I was trying to get people to do is to come home and look at everybody with that same eternal value. Yeah, right. You're the person that you go through the drive through window right. uh, and pick up fast food. Uh, the person that, you know, uh, at Walmart or, or whoever is, you know, when you're on a mission trip you look at everyone that way or at least we did you know and that's always been the case for me but sometimes when you come home you don't look at people in the same way Uh you 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 don't look at them with that have people who have a a destiny a soul eternal consequences and you don't see it the same and i think the trick is is trying to figure out if there is such a trick the the mindset of shifting that type of thinking into your daily life, yeah. because it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I, I love the picture that somebody
0: shared this weekend about short-term mission trips being like training wheels on a bicycle. Yep. right. Mm-hmm. Yep. they 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 give you the structure and the platform and the, the the what to do, and they give you the boundaries of how to do it. So that's uh, you know a, a short-term mission trip is like a a bike with training wheels, so that when you get home, when you, when you get home, you can ride that bike maybe without those training wheels because, you know, in our daily lives, we don't have those training wheels. We don't have those that structure set up by someone else saying, hey, here's what we're going to do today, and while we're there, let's think about the eternal value. That, now that responsibility is on us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool picture to think about living with a mission-minded uh, approach to life um short-term mission trips give us training wheels for the real mission work and that's looking at people each day the way you know as as if they have eternal value because they do
2: and i think that's just a real uh hard thing sometimes for us to do for whatever reason we get self-absorbed when we're in our daily routine and comfortable Yeah. yeah 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 So, I think that's probably a big key to it, but we you know we have a lot of local opportunities, Grady's already alluded to several of them, but you know we're we're trying to expand our um biblically our mission to widows in our community uh trying to help them. That's a biblical mandate that God's people are supposed to take care of those who or help take care of those part of the church family that can't take care of themselves yeah. And so you know we're trying to expand those kinds of things. We're hopeful that here at the hub that it will be a catalyst for doing that here in Cynthiana. Uh We'd lo- we want to do it everywhere that we have people scattered, yeah. but and coming to church from. But um, you know this is our opportunity right now. And I'm really hopeful that the vision will continue to increase with that. Yeah. So you know there's a lot of lot of needs that need to be met. But you know I I kept trying to tell them on our trip it's always. Mission with a message. You got to get the message, or you miss the mission. That's right. Because Ooh, that's the truth right. of it is, is that you can give somebody a sandwich, and that might, you know, satisfy their hunger for that yeah. day. But their hunger, that's deep inside, is something that's different.
0: I think that's, uh, we we often get off track there. And I think churches are we often get off track with programs.
2: Well, because it makes us feel good. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. We
0: can do something. So we start doing these tasks, but we forget about the message attached to. So yeah. yeah, we could feed, you know, five thousand people every day. Yeah. But if we're not, if we're not sharing, sharing the gospel,
2: giving them hope. Yep.
0: You know, you know, we're we're mm-hmm. we're just being
3: a social justice What's campaign. That phrase, I I guess it probably started like twenty years ago or something. Like, speak the gospel always use words when necessary. I feel like that sort oh, yeah. of thinking has been taken to the hilt, and now we are we're training our people how to do the gospel because yeah. it's feels unnatural almost yeah, yeah. Uh, i feel like the church has sort of really leaned into it maybe too far yeah yeah
0: mm. what, what is it Oh preach the gospel when necessary use words Something. yeah yeah, Something like that. yeah. and that's nice but but it's necessary to use words yeah, yeah maybe we've yeah. overcorrected yeah. our there. commission yeah, yeah. is to yeah, yeah. Use, yeah, yeah. Words. use words yeah yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. well you don't know, always think about you know uh Jesus was a perfect example, of course, as always. You know, he fed 5,000 people, as you mentioned. And, uh, of course, the next day, everybody's coming back and wanting food. Mm -hmm. And his response was, you don't live by bread alone. That's right. But by every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. So, you know, Jesus used it as an opportunity to be a catalyst for what the real need of everyone really was. Because time was going to be limited, and he knew it. And that is
3: a tough thing, because when you look at I, like, I'm sure, bi- like, I've heard some stories from Big Creek, but when they sort of saw how little all those kids have, your heartstrings are pulled and you, you mm-hmm. want to fix it. And, like, you were talking about the family with the young kids, and it's just, you want to fix it, and it's, that's not your mission, mm. to fix it. Because mm-hmm. there's some, and th- so to separate our emotions and our empathy from what is the real need, mm-hmm. I think is something that we have to, yeah. Just sort of be taught yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah.
2: Right. yeah you have to wade through it for sure yeah.
0: so uh, so for our listeners if we're thinking about applying a mission mind uh, to each and every one of us even though we weren't able to go on the short term mission trips there are things that we can do and, and ought to do uh, uh, some things that are kind of like short term mission trips some things with training wheels would be getting involved with the Hirsut County Clothing Closet for example They're Mm -hmm. always in need of volunteers sorting and folding and meeting with people and handing out food. Um, When we go
2: grocery shopping, pick up a few things for the backpack ministry. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Bring that to the church and the kitchen. There's a there's a place there to drop off uh, uh, backpack ministry items. Uh, We've we've got uh, um, other missions and ministries that are that are around. You know, the Non-Loan Center is a great uh, ministry and mission. Uh, in Scott County that is partnering with with uh mm-hmm. young women who find themselves unexpectedly pregnant and they're always looking for godly women, godly older women to stay. And in as
2: in in, and in terms of update by the way, uh we were right at our baby bottle campaign landed at about five grand.
1: Nice. That's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah that's
2: it was good. maybe a little bit more.
1: Yeah.
2: But Fantastic. right right about five thousand dollars. So that was really good. So thank you all for supporting absolutely. that. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. We've got the
0: uh, we've got the uh, uh, food pantry here in, in in Harrison County. We've got another one in Scott County as well. Uh, if, if whichever community you're listening from, you can get involved in those in those ministries. Those are some things that kind of have some training wheels and some structure and can 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 help you. Uh, but more than that, as we've alluded to, it's it's reminding yourself to have a missional mind is important. Mm-hmm. You know, waking up, you know, daily and saying, hey, God, help me today to see people with with eternity in mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Help me to slow down, help me to take time to talk to the people that I would normally just shrug off.
2: Yeah. And, you know, what people forget, you can do that through your local ministry. I mean, you know, at Leesburg, you can get involved to help mold some young people's lives by volunteering. That's a huge mission. Absolutely. Um, You know, you mentioned a while ago. (coughs) that you're taking a group to king's island yeah um it's not really about going to king's island anybody can go to king's island Uh it's about spending bonding time where you can have conversation and be relational with someone through an event and hopefully uh make an impact there somehow some way in developing that that young person and their character yeah that's Uh, that's our mindset toward that or should be our mindset to it and that's what we're trying to do at leesburg so If you want to be involved locally in missions, get involved in the local ministry. That's right. Because there's always an opportunity to to influence someone else. That's right. Either through music or with kids or whatever, through working in our tech booth, any kind of volunteer Do you know some of the most formative
0: people? usually don't realize it. Some of the most formative people in our ministry now currently are the people who volunteer weekly in our treehouse, in our our classrooms. I mean, our children... Our sponges, you you know how they are. They absorb everything, Mm -hmm. and they're absorbing from our teachers. And so the most formative missionaries that we have are probably working in that hallway and in the treehouse every week. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, they might not realize it, and that's the challenge for each of us is to understand understand our impact. You know, I
2: remember when I was doing youth ministry, I was very frustrated at times, as you can relate to, all of you working Mm -hmm. with kids. Yeah we all have in this room and i'd get very frustrated that sometimes it felt uh very programish or very uh, babysittish sometimes Mm -hmm. if that's a word i'm sure it's not but anyway i made it up uh but then somebody came up to me who was very wise who's still a, a, a mentor of mine and said to me you know sammy you never know when the next Barton W. Stone or Alexander Campbell isn't running around in jeans mm-hmm. in your church building. Yeah. You just never know. Yeah. So always be willing to invest in their lives. Yeah. And I, that really changed my motivation for doing what I and gave me a different perspective. Yeah. And created in me something that I needed to develop really badly and still working on called patience. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> because then I had to think. Well, people were patient with me when I was young, so I got to, I got to, re- I got to pay that forward.
0: Yeah, you yeah. just made a reference there that um, that I, th- I think we all understand, but our yeah, I may not.
2: not uh, those two individuals were keys in kicking off the restoration movement. You know, which is why we have all the churches in our area that we have was because those guys said we got to get back to the Bible back in the early eighteen hundreds. And said we got to get we got to do what God's told us to do, and that happened over in Bourbon County. And as a result, we have all these churches in not just here, but all over the world, yeah. because some guys said, right. "Hey, you know what? Uh, it's time for us to to do it God's way." Yeah.
0: yeah,
3: yeah. Maybe a more tangible example might actually just be you, John. Like somebody put up with your <laughs> shenanigans for a long time. Yeah.
2: We still are, uh,
3: yeah, and we <laughs> still are in some ways. And you all
2: are great missionaries. Today. <laughs> We're working on it. But really,
3: paid. I think so. Somebody was mission minded with you. Oh yeah. And saw beyond the yeah. stuff that you your life looked like.
2: Oh yeah. yeah you know, when you do. stop and think about it, I mean, can you imagine being? I can't. But if you can possibly try to imagine being Jesus dealing with the knuckleheads that he dealt oh, with, yeah. right? And I'm thinking, especially peter who ended up being you know a catalyst for launching the first church i'm thinking you know see him having the ability to see his potential
0: yeah
2: and bringing that along uh you know really leaves us without excuse right. you know on oh yeah because he didn't win them all we forget you know yeah, judas sure. was in the ranks as well yeah. and you know You're just like so smart mouth and yeah yeah. and selfish yeah yeah hey jesus that may be your number one
0: yeah james and john you know who's
2: gonna sit at your right Uh hand and all this stuff and you know but you know jesus uh had that only jesus ability to show us the example of you know you it does just because you don't win them all doesn't mean that you can't uh influence some yeah and uh, make a big impact
0: yeah and just because some aren't you know Courtney and I and a couple of others were having a conversation this past week about or two weeks ago about uh, about um yeah just patience, I guess is what it is with 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 uh, younger people specifically, and um uh, uh, sometimes we can get frustrated and, and the the illusion that she's pointing to with me is you know I was a knucklehead when I was a kid uh when I was in middle school. Uh, in early high school i was a, I was a knucklehead i was probably I was the kid that every youth minister was like, "Please no, he showed <laughs> up again you know like he he 's just mm-hmm. here for the food and the checkout girls you know that 's the only reason he 's here and so they were probably but you know there were a youth, there's a youth minister and some adult sponsors who saw me and took the time and were patient and helped develop me into somebody different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
3: Sure. So, And like the areas where we struggle with grace are the areas where we need to grow in grace. Like yeah. honestly, that's more revealing about me yeah. when I'm frustrated yeah. um, because that's something that I have to, have to work on and grow in compassion towards other people. Yeah.
2: Well, I've always considered myself at Leesburg. I've referred to this several times as kind of the adult youth minister <laughs> because I'd have the same frustration with some of the adults. Yeah. you know now and and it's like i'm like (laughs) really again you know (laughs) we're not past that yet and then i have to do kind of that check you know of wait a minute you know Mm -hmm. my responsibility is to help them get beyond this and boy sometimes that's uh you know the the knowing of when to and when not to and when you're when you've done all you can and
0: And then the humble realization that Jesus had 12, in his youth group of hundreds, he had a core group of 12, and one failed, one flunked out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if Jesus, you know, like, why do we think we can have more success, a higher success rate than Jesus?
2: Well, and then, (laughs) you know, even go a little step further, Peter failed a few times and came back because Jesus didn't give up on him. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You know, I mean, the guy tries to start a fight in the garden and mm-hmm. pulls out a dagger and cuts off a guy's ear. Uh, you know, he denies him. He, uh, he he's, he's a hardhead, you know, and Jesus never gave up on him because there was something in him. He knew he had a right heart for it, but he just hadn't got it developed yeah. yet. Yeah. And, boy, I tell you, sometimes displaying patience with people in that process is tough. But that's what we're called to do because we're here because somebody did it with us. That's
0: right. That's right. And what if I told you?
2: What if I told you?
0: What if I told you there's another Barton Stone sitting in
2: our church? What if I told you?
0: You never know. You never know.
2: Might know. be another John Welsh. Well, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. I think, I think her name is Nora. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: well, um, here, here's, let's kind of wrap this up real quick. Not everyone is able to go on the mission trip, but everyone is able to do a mission trip daily.
2: Yeah, everybody's on a trip, four missions every day of their life.
0: So we can get involved with our local ministries, with our local church, with our local uh, uh, outreach areas. Uh, But more than anything, we need to recognize and cultivate in each of our lives and our hearts a mind of seeing people uh, with with eternity in mind. Right. right. That's the neighbor who, who always blows his grass on my on my sidewalk. That's with the neighbor whose dog poops in my yard. That's with, you know, the the person in line in front of me that's short with me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We need to we need to cultivate in a, a heart and a mission mind for each day. You know, you that's we one of the things
2: that our friend Joe Graves had to say about the mission trip. You know, he his big takeaway was is that he knew going in. He told me it's the first day we were there. I said, "What's your goal for this, Joe?" And uh, uh, everybody accused me, Joe and I of having man crushes on each other while we were there because we spent a lot of time together. But but now, we just yes. had a lot of opportunity to talk because we were on the same little team. But you know, his his goal was is that he would develop more of a compassionate spirit because he's kind of a man's man, as we uh, those of us that are here know. And, you know, by the end of the week, he did that. I could see it. I could see it in him that he had developed a a different spirit toward people. Maybe he was a little bit put off with in the past. His compassion and heart level really changed. And uh, so, you know, I think that's going to be huge moving forward, not just for him, but for everybody that he now comes in contact with. So I think that's a good thing. And I hope he doesn't mind me sharing that. (laughs) <laughs> well, you don't have much of a choice. He we're have gonna any choice. No.
0: Hey, uh, you know, if you're listening and you want to be, uh, if you're saying, you know, maybe I'd like to do a mission trip. I'm, I know we're gonna have more in the future. Uh, I think there's some talk of maybe sending the group this fall back to Big Creek for yeah, a couple of days, so. for short, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just a couple of days. Um, uh, and so, just keep your ears open and, and sign up next time. But in, and, and you know, until then, uh, ask one of us and we can help you get, get help get you involved in one of the local ministries missions here in this area.
2: You know, one of the biggest things people don't understand sometimes is that, you know, when you get into gifts of the spirit, as we, this isn't about spiritual gifts today, but <clears throat> one of the things people have to understand is that some people's gift toward missions is the ability to make money to support it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and while you, you know, I don't have that gift of making money, obviously. I'm in ministry. But the there are people who have that gift. Yeah. And if you can if you can be a catalyst of just through financial support of offering other people that opportunity that don't have the gift of, of finance, then wow, what an impact that makes. And I don't think people get enough credit for, uh, being able to do something like that, to be a catalyst for missions. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. It's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And,
0: And you know, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say this, but you know, one of the big mission, uh, things on our horizon it's going up on the top of the hill that's right, I mean that 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 family life center that we're that we're working on is going to be a missional opportunity
2: without no a doubt. doubt it's the only reason it's being built that's right, and uh you know <clears throat> we have to have money and resources to be able to do that that's right, and that was the dream of the guy who originally sowed the seed for us to be able to do that many many years ago through donation of property to the church, yeah. and uh we want to see that dream fulfilled, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, be prayer, be in prayer about it, and thinking about uh, giving toward yeah. that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, uh, I think that about wraps up our time for today. Uh, uh, if you have any questions about mission opportunities, come grab one of us. We'd love to talk to you about that. Uh, but until next time, I guess we'll see you later. All right, Bye-bye.
2: bye bye. week.